Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Janker, coming to you as always uh, on this wonderful, wonderful Thursday. We have a lot to talk about uh, on today's show. Today's show, we'll be talking about you know some of the moves happening around the NHL in terms of how teams are taking uh, care of their employees uh, during this you know difficult time, not only in sports but in the world. Um, you know. Sh- Kind of leading an example on how you know all companies, whether you're in sports or not, should really you know look after employee their own employees, considering you know they are the the wheels that make you know that whole thing you know go. As well as we'll discuss um, you know when the NHL season will get underway. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions as well as a lot of assumptions on you know when we're going to get this thing uh, back on track and you know how is that how is the whole coronavirus epidemic could possibly not only affect this season, but also next season as well. Uh, and then we're going to get right into a little fun, a little uh, what if scenario. I'm sure, you know, a lot of sports fans, what we do, uh, we, we always like to do the little fantasy drafts in our heads, try to, uh, you know, try to see if we had, you know, if salary wasn't an issue, if, you know, you could just pick any player from history and put them on your team. What would that team kind of look like today? We're going to, do a little, uh, little draft. Uh, draft. I'm gonna draft my own line. Uh, you know what? What would be the line you, you roll out at game seven, uh, third period with a minute down? You're down a goal and you you want to score two goals in a minute. So we'll we'll discuss that uh, all. And I just want to say first off, I hope everyone is having a safe um, quarantine. I know that I know it's very difficult with you know staying home, especially if uh, you're working from home and you know your job is in sports. You know, you really don't have much to do right now, unfortunately, but at least you have a chance to uh, listen to a podcast like this. Um, you know, granted, we I normally do talk mostly about the Tampa Bay Lightning, but, you know, with no sports going on, there's the positive of this is that, you know, I could talk about a multitude of other things. So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad and just roll the punches as you go along. But one thing uh, I've noticed from this whole whole coronavirus business, you know, with all the sports being canceled is that all those hardcore sports fans, uh, my message to you, cause you know, I had to deal with this and I had a little self-reflection moment at one point, probably, I think it was yesterday. Uh, this is the time where, you know, especially if you have good friendships that have, you know, have been intact for 10, 15, 20 years, depending on how old you are. And, you know, you and your friends, um, are huge sports fans. Now is the time to really test those friendships, uh, really see if you know they're based off of more than just sports. Uh, and for for those who who you know who who are huge sports p- people, just like me, you know, I think that whether it's hockey, baseball, basketball, football, whatever sport, I mean, even soccer, uh, I'll have you know some sort of sports content on whether it's on TV or on my laptop or on my phone playing at one point or another. And I made a joke to a friend the other day saying, you know, now is the time, especially with no sports being on. Granted, yes, there technically is sports on if you're counting all the historic games that are going on, that a lot of the networks are re-airing, which is nice, but I feel like it takes away a little bit of, you know, the specialness, I guess, when you're watching a sports game, you know, uh, a sporting event. You know, obviously, you when you watch a game, 
the excitement is at an all-time high, especially if it's an exciting game. It's, it's a very competitive game, and you don't know who's going to win. Uh, you know, it's so if you're watching a game that you already know the result to, it's kind of it's kind of like opening up presents on Christmas morning and already knowing what's in the box. Uh, so that's just you know that's kind of like the analysis I look at it. You know, find find a hobby. Uh, I'm sure a lot of sports fans, uh, when when this epidemic uh, is over, starts to taper off and things start to get back to normal, we're gonna have a lot of people who are gonna be very uh, diverse in terms of know what their interests lie outside of sports so let's just jump right into the show now um little what what happened yesterday we're going to talk about that a little bit with the news with the Bruins um just very disappointing to see um you know especially in this time you know someone who works in sports media uh who's worked in sports and who's been involved in sports their entire life um regardless of where your fanship might might lie with whatever team you kind of, I feel in this time, especially, you know, we we as sports fans always preach about how great the games are and, you know, how great the sports are and, you know, there's nothing like it. And I think that that kind of extends to the franchises and managing companies that are involved in all of these, you know, in this business. And it, it was really disappointing. And, it, you know, I don't really get super upset about a lot of things. But this really upset me yesterday, you know, hearing that the Delaware North, uh, the managing company of the Boston Bruins, temporarily placed 68 full-time employees on leave until, you know, things pretty much get back to normal. And, you know, throughout this entire time, you know, a lot of players, whether it was players from teams, I know uh, just off the top of my head, Kevin Love from the Cleveland Cavaliers pledged, I believe it was, I want to say $100,000 towards uh, their salaries to arena worker salaries. And I think Zion Williamson did the same. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of other teams and all the other sports did some sort of uh, compensation in these times. Uh, I know yesterday, as well as the stars, GM and chief executive took pay cuts to pay for, you know, kind of compensate the arena workers and part-time and part-time associates of their organization and arena to kind of help them out during this difficult time. So it's, you know, it's very, it's kind of a head scratcher when a billion dollar company tries to play the, you know, we're poor game and temporarily play 68 full-time employees. And the thing that was kind of most, and I'm not just ripping on them because they're the Boston Bruins, even though I love to from time to time, as well as the fact that, yes, they are a division rival of Tampa Bay Lightning. So, you know, that kind of adds a little bit of fuel, fuel to the fire with that competitive nature. But I'm looking at this as not only a sports fan, but someone who, you know, thank goodness I'm not in that situation where I have to worry about uh, right now, um, you know, when my next paycheck is coming or how I'm going to support myself and whatnot. But there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people out there right now that are struggling right now that are having those issues, are having those concerns. And the good, the positive thing to have seen with all, all you know, sports happening on is that a lot of these teams and franchises and these players as well have, you know, taken the extra step, you know, because they don't really have to. They're not required. It's not in their their contracts, especially the players. It's not in their contracts where they have to dish out half of their salary or their their whole season salary or whatever the case may be to help out. You know, at the end of the day, these are com complete strangers. But they this shows you 
how good natured people these these athletes are that they're you know they're more than just the brand and they're more than just this person who goes out and gets paid millions of dollars to play a sport just because they're you know leagues leagues better than a lot of us um so with this whole boston bruins thing i think it's absolutely ridiculous you know now is not the right time to play the we're poor game you know you'll see every now and then uh multi-billion dollar companies play the we're 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 poor game just to just to you know just save the extra cent or the dollar or whatever um but here's the thing uh in their statement they said you know we'll temporarily place the 78 and i'm just you know I'm, this is out of context right now this is just the gist i got from it i'm not directly quoting um the delaware north group so don't you know don't take this literally but to kind of do that after all the you know the help and so public support that a lot of these franchises have given their part-time employees uh you know and for some of these people it's the only source of income that they have in their house unfortunately uh it, it's for a team to do this you know 60 68 people no matter how big or small that number is now 68 people granted they will have i believe their benefits for i think it was i think the number was like maybe six or eight months or i don't even know what the number is but it stopped being paid, I believe, after April 1st or something of that nature. Um, here's the thing, you know, granted, there has been a lot of, there's been some headlines in the past couple of days that this pandemic might end in July or might taper off in July and things might start to go back to normal. But what if, what if it doesn't? And um, now you have 68 more people, you know, after X amount of months when their benefits and you know and whatnot wondering when their next paycheck is going to come in where are they going to find another job especially um you know what, what how are they going to god forbid they get sick you know how are they gonna how are they gonna how are they gonna get better how are they gonna have the health they, if they don't have the health care how are they gonna do that to if you know if them or a loved one gets sick um so i just believe you know there there could have been something better there could have been a better solution to this uh i I did read that there was a couple other teams that tried to do the same thing in a way, and then they kind of rescinded the, I guess, layoff um, after the, you know, a lot of backlash due to that. And I feel like, you know, there are certain times with businesses that they need to, you know, not look at these people as numbers. Granted, yes, at the end of the day, unfortunately, that's the reality of working for these multi-billion dollar corporations is that at the end of the day, you are a number to them. You're just an employee who is going out there and making them money. And I believe in certain situations such as this, with you know the way this this pandemic has been affecting everyone all over the world, I think this is the time where these franchises and these corporations need to just stop and just you know kind of kind of invest in these people, kind of in a way where. You know, we're, we're going to invest in you because you've dedicated all of our time uh, to helping, you know, make the operations in the arena and around the team, you know, run as smoothly as they did. And I think that's what they need to do. And I think that's what a lot of franchises are doing. This is kind of especially with the stars, um, you know, granted, the, the GM and the chief executive didn't have to do that, but they did. And that that was a great move. That was a, you know, that was a great move. And I think Dallas you know, make the playoffs just because of that. Um, 
and maybe just Boston should maybe get eliminated from the playoffs. Um, but granted, that's me as a Lightning fan saying, you know, I want the Lightning to win the division. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just something that bothered me yesterday. Um, you know, I don't really get bothered like that by a lot of headlines, but especially when things are the way they are right now. Um, you know, unfortunately, people do need, you know, to get their hands out of their pockets and start thinking more with their hand, their heads than, you know, with their, uh, with their, uh, checkbook. So moving on, uh, little to little good news. Now, um, Steven Stamkos posted something yesterday on Instagram. If you haven't seen already, go ahead, head to his Instagram page. Uh, I think it's also on the Tampa Bay lightning uh, Instagram page. I think that's where I saw it. Uh, he posted something yesterday, a video of himself. He looks like he's doing pretty well. Granted, um, you know, with his injury, uh, you can't really tell from, you know, from a core injury, how a guy is doing, you know, obviously he was sitting down, but anyway, uh, he announced that lightning players would donate 500,000 meals and contribute funds to help, uh, all the part-time employees of the lightning, uh, which is the Vinick sports group. And that's, a, that's a great, that's great. Um, that's just, you know, what, what else can I say about that? That, that just shows how much these athletes and, you know, I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure the executives in the front office will, will do the same as well. They'll, they'll do their part. And that just shows, you know, how much they not only care about the employees, but how much they care about, you know, people in the local community. And I think that a lot of teams have, if they haven't already done so should do that. And I guess that kind of ties in to the Boston Bruins uh, situation that's going on. Hopefully they maybe, you know, after some of the backlash, if you, if you haven't seen it go on Twitter, it's, you know, some of it's really harsh. Some of it is, you know, I saw a couple of tweets out there where, you know, people were trying to justify the whole situation saying, you know, that's a business for you. That's, you know, that's the way, unfortunately things go when you're, you're trying to run a business, but it's like you make, you make billions of dollars a year. So, you know, maybe for once just take the loss and just invest in those people and in, and in the hard work that they do for you. Uh, you know, every year, 41 games a year. Uh, so, but yeah, that was great news to read, especially after the whole thing with the Boston Bruins, especially to see it come from the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, I, I don't peg them as kind of a, an organization that would turn their back on the community or, you know, the hardworking staff that they have at the Amalia Arena. Uh, so hopefully, you know, they don't announce any cuts to, uh, you know, part-time or full-time employees. So, if anything happens, I'll definitely talk about it on future episodes as well. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into it, unfortunately. But that's the kind of news that you don't want to hear uh, in this time. So let's move on to something else. Uh, the NHL season, you know, uh, there's been a lot of talk in the last couple of days of, you know, when, if and when, because they will, they, they will resume the season, whether it's straight to the playoffs or, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, just um, I think the the most amount of games each team has probably is about 18 left. And then they would jump into the playoffs. Uh, I read an article today that said that, you know, there was a possibility that the NHL is trying to aim for July to resume the regular season where the playoffs would take place between August and September. And the off season would be October with the new season beginning in November. Now that sounds all good because you know, you really, if, if they plan this right, they, they could pull this off to where the, the regular season and the playoffs, the Stanley Cup finals would end 
you know, not exactly where you want them to end in June, but, you know, a- around that area to where you could somewhat have a regular regular off season and kind of resume, you know, the yearly schedule in which the season uh, starts and begins and ends. Um, but here's the issue with all that. And I think this is where maybe the Players Association and the NHL really buckle down and get into talks and, you know, maybe figure something out. About it. And I'm sure that they will. Um, you know, I'm sure the players want to get back on the ice and play these games as much as they do. But the issue is, is that you have to remember all, all expiring contracts, they expire officially on June 30th. So if you're beginning the season in July, what is do what happens with all those players whose contracts are expiring? Because I look at it at, you know, from this perspective, if I'm an NHL player and my contract ends June 30th and we get the season, get, uh, back going in July, I'm not going to play without a contract. That's just the way it goes, uh, unfortunately. So I think that, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of players that are going to kind of have that mindset as much as they want to play, start playing again. Um, I think that the players association should figure something out to where maybe they push back that date for June 30th, um, for all the expiring contracts. I think maybe the best scenario would be, so if the playoffs and uh, if they could figure, if the league could figure something out, you know, where they could kind of have the playoffs and I want to say, the, and this is wishful thinking, you know, granted you have to give players that players days off. This isn't the MLB where they could play double headers and stuff. Actually, even though it is an unreasonable thing to have doubt, how cool would that be to have, you know, the NHL play double headers? Um, I don't think the players would really be down for that, but the way it would work out, you know, just off the top of my head is that you have maybe one game, the the first leg of a doubleheader, you have it at about, I want to say an 11 o'clock start. And then second game would be a seven o'clock start. Uh, I don't know how that would work. Maybe the only way I could see it happening where the players would maybe agree to something like that is if you would cut down the amount of time in the periods, which as a hockey fan, I wouldn't want to see that. You know, I wouldn't want to see, you know, 20 minute periods go down to, I guess, you know, a reasonable number would probably be 10 or 15. Um, I wouldn't want to see that just because, you know, if your team, if, if your team's on the short end of the stick of a game and ends up losing, you know, a big time game, then you'll always wonder what, 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 what would the game would have been like if, you know, you had that extra 10 or f- five minutes, five to 10 minutes, uh, you know, like a regular NHL game. So, you know, there'll be kind of whatever team ends up winning the Stanley Cup finals, there would always be kind of like that asterisk or just kind of like that, that ongoing debate as if, you know, in Major League Baseball, uh, a lot of the old records happened during the dead ball era. And obviously things are different now with equipment and stuff. So, you know, there's always that, that discussion as well there. And I think that the NHL shouldn't, you know, kind of, you know, leave the door open to any uh, conflicts or, you know, debates that involve uh, things in that nature. So I think that's a good idea though, with, you know, the regular season in July, I would like them wish to maybe resume end of June or mid June, uh, just because, you know, you're kind of affecting, the off season away just because, you know, October and it starts in November, you really only have like a month off. And I think that, you know, 
that for a lot of players that would kind of mess with their off season routine. Then again, if you, if you want to, if you want to look at, you know, what's going on now and, you know, this time off, I guess you could kind of view it as a, an extended all-star break in a way. So I guess that's the case that could be made for that is that, you know, these players have one month off, but look at it this way. They at least, you know, had one or two months off in between in the season. And it's kind of like a second all-star break. So, you know, that's something that keep your eye on on going forward. I'm definitely going to, and I will address it as more news comes out concerning that. I think, like I've said on past episodes, um, and if you haven't been following my coverage about this whole coronavirus situation and, you know, how, how it's affecting the league and, you know, how it's affecting the players as well as, um, you know, the season and the future plans and, you know, because it could potentially affect next season as well as in terms of scheduling. Uh, I think, you know, go back definitely and uh, listen to that. Um, like I say on every episode, I always have my episodes kind of, you know, relate to each other, connect in certain, some some type of way. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on that. I think that this is a good plan to start off, kind of a good starting off point for the league on, on which way they're going to go with this whole uh, scheduling conflict. Um, and we'll definitely keep an eye on that going forward. Now, moving on to a, you know, a little fun now. So, like I said at the top of the show, uh, as sports fans, you know, when you're very much into a, you know, sport, whether it's hockey, basketball, football, baseball, whatever, the discussion always comes up is how, you know, of course, how players from different generations and eras could, you know, play each other or if you could owe, you know, salary permitting or, you know, just throw salary out, out the door and you're just drafting your fantasy team, your all-time fantasy team. Now, the the one, and I'm sure a lot of people have done this before, but I'm just going to do this now just because, you know, I would love to hear everyone's, uh, I'd love to hear everyone's uh, feedback on this just because I'm curious, you know, it's, there's obviously going to be a lot of different opinions on how people would form their own team. So I put together, you know, one line to roll out. Here's a scenario. You're, Game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, you're with a minute left. You you need to roll out one line to score two goals to win the game. You're down by one goal. Now, who would it be? Now, there's going to be tons of debate about this. I'm sure whether it's you know who your goalie would be, who would you know who's who's on the wing for you, or who, who's even on the, the who's your defenseman. So. This is my line. So I got at center, of course, I think a lot of people are going to have this is uh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, the great one, of course. I think this is kind of a shoe-in. And, of course, I'm, at the end of this, I'll have, uh, you know, a couple of honorable mentions as well. Uh, you know, at the right wing, I'm going to have Mike Bossy. Uh, Mike Bossy, a lot of people don't realize how great Mike, Mike Bossy was. If you go ahead, if, you, if you're not familiar with Mike Bossy, go, go to Hockey Reference, go on uh, YouTube, look at some clips of Mike Bossy and how incredible this guy was. I think that, unfortunately, his career did end due to back injuries. Uh, if he was able to stay healthy, I think that he would have gone down as one of the great goal scorers of all time, which, I mean, he is, but he didn't play that many years, though, and he still had over close close to 600 goals and over a thousand points. And I think that if he played a full career, uh, I think that definitely he would have broken Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal scoring record. Um, that's just, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way too, but if you're not familiar with Mike Bossy, he was on that, those dynasties teams for the, uh, 
um, for the New York Islanders. So, so go take a look at that. Um, I think that he's one of the guys that doesn't really get a lot of, uh, get a lot of, uh, press, you know, when, when you're talking about the great all time scorers, I mean, he does, but you know, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe. And, you know, the list goes on. Sure. Especially with some of the more recent guys like Alexander Ovechkin. Now, speaking about Alex Ovechkin, I slated him into my left winger position. Uh, I think that having a guy like that, especially in a situation like this, where you need a, maybe a quick goal or two, um, you know, just to at least get that first goal to tie things up. So at least you have a chance to go into overtime, you know, having him, set up in the circle just for that quick one-timer. I think that nine times out of 10, if you have a guy like Wayne Gretzky being able to set him up for that, uh, I think nine times out of 10, he's definitely, you know, going top shelf and putting that past the goalie. So my two defensemen will be Bobby Orr and Paul Coffey. Now, this might be a little bit controversial, um, but in my mind, I believe that Bobby Orr and Paul Coffey are two of the greatest defensemen of all time. Now, the case can be made for Ray Bork as well, but I just believe that having those two guys who could play, you know, got, you know, you know, who could also put the puck in the back of the net, but could also play a uh, lockdown defense. Um, granted, like I said, you know, when I just started this, that, you know, there's going to be, we're going to, there's going to be some debate and obviously you're not going to agree with all these players, but. Yeah. Uh, and then in goal, Patrick Waugh, uh, in my opinion, the greatest goalie of all time. You know, the case could also be made for Marty Brodeur. Uh, Marty Brodeur, of course, has, you know, won a ton of games in the playoffs, you know, uh, but so has Patrick Waugh. Um, you know, he he actually faced off against uh, Marty Brodeur once or twice in the playoffs as well. So and uh, I would love to hear your your picks for your fantasy teams. So go ahead and tweet us at. LO underscore lightning or tweet to me at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter or shoot us an email at LockedOnLightning at gmail.com. And my honorable mentions for this, like the reason I have some honorable mentions, because, you know, you're probably asking yourself, but you said you're just rolling out a line while you having, you know, extra players. Well, because, you know, what if the, the team takes a penalty or we go on the penalty, then we can roll out an extra player or whatnot. And... My picks would be on the bench, you know, in case of a penalty or an in- injury would be Mark Messier and Mario Lemieux. Now, yeah, you could, you know, kind of make the case probably put Lemieux out there instead of Bossy or instead of Ovechkin or maybe put Messier out there uh, and Lemieux together with, and just put Ovechkin and Bossy on the on the bench. But that's just, you know, it's you could interchange those. I don't think it would make make much of a difference. Um Obviously, especially when you need a goal, uh, a quick one, having Bossy and Ovechkin out there, especially with that amount of firepower in a must-score you know, score situation, I think that's the, your best bet. And then you could always throw Messier and Lemieux out there. Now, I mentioned Brodeur before. Of course, he would be a backup if, you know, if something happened to Wah. So, you know, there's a lot of ways you could go with this. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of people could, would pick uh, Gordy Howe as well. Um, you know, there's, I'm sure, you know, there's a, tons of players I'm missing out. There's, you know, there's Yami or Yager, uh, you know, I'm sure some, some lightning fans would even pick, uh, Steven Stamkos, which, or, you know, Andre Vasilevsky, which is fine. I think, you know, Andre Vasilevsky in a game seven with, uh, you know, a goal down and, you know, one minute left, I, I wouldn't mind having him in that to, you know, block a few shots that, you know, keep the other team off from, uh, 
extending their lead. So there's definitely a lot of ways you could go with this. So I definitely want to hear from you guys. Um, hope you are all having a great day. Maybe you could use this as to if you're having any downtime or, you know, you're kind of suffering from boredom. Here's a little activity you could do for yourself. Uh, maybe in the coming weeks, I'll do like a full team draft. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. Uh, and tune in tomorrow's show. I have a guest, Brian Sauza, uh, old friend of mine from NHL.com, the MLB.com days. So look forward to that interview with Brian. Uh, we'll be discussing all things. You know, Brian's a huge Lightning fan, so we'll discuss uh, Lightning season as well as, you know, we'll be discussing how the Lightning, once once things uh, start to resume, how, how will they look going into the playoffs. So we'll discuss all those things and more. Uh, so tune into that. Super excited for that episode. Uh, and I hope everyone has a great rest of the day. That's been it for the episode. Uh, if you haven't listened already, go over to Locked On NHL. They're talking about the Calder Trophy right now. Um, who, who will who will bring that home? I think that uh, the case could still be made for you know multiple players taking it home. Let's see what happens with the if the season regular season resumes. Um, if maybe that conversation will change. Uh, so that's been it for Locked On. Any part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Banker. Have a have a good one, everyone. I'll talk to you tomorrow.